0: Hello, this is Sofia. Welcome to the Corporate Pero Latinos podcast. In the last episode, I talked about my resignation and sort of what led to me making that decision. And in just a few words, I would summarize it as me reaching a point in my life where I am choosing my mental health and well-being over money and prestige. Prestige. Okay, That is one of those words that I just feel like I can never pronounce correctly or at least what my idea of what that word is supposed to sound like. So this is actually the perfect segue into episode number two. This past weekend, I was able to meet other corporate Latinas in New York City and towards the end of the night, we all started sharing stories about things we've experienced as first-generation Latinas. And whether they were workplace related or personal, we were constantly like, oh my god, same, me too, yes. And one of the things that I brought up was how hard it was for me to fully accept my roots and culture while constantly being in an environment that required me to look and behave a certain way in order to get that feeling of belonging. And oftentimes that meant shutting down aspects of my own authenticity when i was little i moved back and forth between mexico and texas quite a few times so when i finally decided to move back to texas permanently i was nine years old and i had forgotten any english that i once knew I remember being so shy in fourth grade because I was so embarrassed to try to practice speaking English in public because I didn't want to risk mispronouncing something and have other kids laugh at me or make fun of my accent because I knew I definitely had an accent. So my fourth grade teacher used to teach her whole lesson in English, and then she was kind enough to come over to my desk and basically repeat most of her lesson to me in Spanish almost every day. And so eventually, I had to get out of that shell. And I actually had to talk to people and make friends and whatnot. I remember specifically having these two friends that would correct my grammar a lot. But it was always coming from a good place. So I always took note. So I made it a point to be one of those people with like, really good grammar. And for those who know me on a personal level this is why i pay so much attention to grammar fast forward to my college years i remember starting college at texas state which is on the outskirts of austin and having people bring up my accent a lot because they thought i sounded like a valley girl plus the accent and if you don't really know what that would sound like it went a little like this oh my god dude i'm so sure (laughs) Anyway, I hated that, and I will never forget, I once went on YouTube and tried to find tutorials on how to lose your accent to sound more white. And when I say this now, I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Who does that? But I did. Then when I moved to New York City, I was like, great, everyone has an accent here, so nobody can give me shit for having an accent but um the corporate finance industry isn't really representative of the melting pot that New York City is. So, ever since I got my first big shot internship at a CPA firm, I basically had two identities. One, which was my full authentic self, and the other one, which was some bitch trying to assimilate just to fit in. I constantly found myself pretending to be interested in conversations about, I don't know, like ski trips, Artists that I had never even listened to. Movies or TV shows that I didn't care to watch. But apparently they were classics. Anyway, you get the point. I never really stopped to think about the reason why I felt the need to speak or act in a certain way that didn't come natural to me when I was in a corporate setting. And honestly, to me, it was just what was expected from us Latinos. I clearly remember talking to my mom on the phone before my first day at my full-time job and she was like, "Sí, te arreglas, linda, te pones brillito en los labios, no se te vaya a ocurrir pintarte la boca roja o algo." Which basically translates to make sure you dress well and don't you dare put red lipstick on or something alarming. My dad never really told me how to dress, but he's always been big on adapting your personality depending on who you're around. So if my own parents felt the need to advise me to not be what I would put in my own words, too Mexican, what else was I supposed to think was the right thing to do? And it's crazy to me that certain microaggressions that I've experienced have really stuck with me, like I forget shit all the time. But no, these moments live in my head, rent free. <laughs> I recall a very specific day when I had been at my full time job for a few weeks now. And you know, you'll sometimes go to the pantry to get water or something. And I was there minding my own business. And the senior associate that worked in my practice was like, hey, how's it going? And Of course, in my head, I was obviously like, go away, leave me alone. But I was friendly and told him, I'm doing well, excited for this weekend because I'm heading down to Florida with some friends. And he kind of chuckled and said, you mean Florida? And to this day, I don't know what the fucking difference was between the way I pronounced it and the way he did. But what I do know is that That simple question made me feel so small and embarrassed, and it brought me all the way back to my fourth grade days. You better believe I held a grudge and prayed I never had to work with him. Then this is one thing that I still catch myself doing, if I'm being honest. Let's say I'm out with my close friends or siblings, and we decide to go to a Mexican restaurant. I will naturally ask for my order like this. Hi, can I please have the enchiladas verdes, please? Now, if I'm talking to some coworkers about a restaurant that has great Mexican food or something, and they ask me, like, oh, what's good there? Bye, Felicia. The other bitch has entered your body. I'll be like, oh my god, the enchiladas verdes are to die for. And they also have really good empanadas. I don't do this very often anymore, but sometimes I catch myself doing it and I'm like, are you Okay. And it took a long time for me to accept the fact that I was a minority at my place of work. I grew up in a border town that was 96% Hispanic, so it was definitely a shock when I suddenly didn't feel like I belonged simply for being me. And I think that was a huge part of why I even wanted to create my corporate Pero Latina account. It was partly me trying to show other Latinos and Latinas that There are actually a lot of us out there. We just have to look harder. And partly me trying to reclaim that feeling of community and sense of belonging. And the more I spend time on it, the more I realize like, okay, you have to practice what you preach. You can't just act like you're proud to be a Latina in corporate on social media and then go act like someone completely different in the workplace because that is not representation. It's very likely that at least one person listening will resonate with this, and I just want you to know that I 100% understand the struggle. And it sucks. It sucks feeling like you're stuck in a setting where you may feel too small to fully show up authentically. But the feeling that you get from truly being yourself and, you know, having that poise that without saying anything screams I am who I am, and I belong here, and I'm confident about it. That feeling is so much stronger and rewarding. So on that note, I hope you all have a great day and that you take up space. I will be traveling to Mexico to visit family, and I'm hoping that my mom will be a guest on the podcast. We'll see. It would have to be a Spanish one, though, because she doesn't speak English, so I don't know. Let me know what you think about that. I am taking your comments and suggestions very seriously. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to circling back. Kindest regards!